A couple of weeks ago, I met a guy by the name of Burke Franklin, and it was really interesting. We had a great conversation. We got on a Zoom call, had a great conversation. It was something I hadn't really thought about a whole lot, being a small business owner, that kind of thing. And he and I got into this conversation about why it's important to really look at the next step and the next step and the next step even beyond that, especially if you want to get money for your business, you want a venture capital or even a, a relative to, to invest in your business to see your vision the way you see it, why it's important to be able to do that if you're looking to take your business to the next level. I know we all are. That's why we're here, right? We're doing this not because we want to be you know, a solopreneur all for all our lives. Maybe we want to build something bigger. A lot of you know Russell Brunson and, and ClickFunnels, and you see what he's done. Well, he didn't uh, do it uh, just writing things down on a napkin. He actually had a plan, and he thought about what, it was, re what was required, and he continues to follow and, and evolve that plan. And over time, more and more people got involved and got involved, and he's got quite the operation now, right? He was offered, I think last year, he said he was offered a billion dollars for the company, which he turned down because he loves doing the work so much. Anyway, we're going to talk a lot about that. Uh, Burke is here, and he's got some great stories to share with us. So without further ado, Burke Franklin is with us. Hey, Burke. Hi, Robert. Thank you for ha having me here. It's great to have you here. And uh, like I said, we had a great conversation last week. I really appreciated you taking the time. I know you're busy, and you've got a lot of things going on. And one of the things I wanted to talk about is we always talk about um, businesses and what they need, what they need to get. We always say, get to the next level, get to the next level. And I think you've taken that to new heights because what you're starting to look for is you're starting to look for uh, things that are even uh, beyond just the next level. We're going to go even higher and higher than that. And I was fascinated by some of the stories you had to share with me uh, about what you're doing with uh, your, your company, Business Power Tools. We're going to get into that a little bit. But can you start with, uh, maybe start right at the beginning, some of the stories that you told me very early on and what led you into creating Business Power Tools? Well, I, first of all, just a quick brief history. I worked for, well, I got a degree in business and minor, I guess you'd call it, in electrical engineering. And I started working for Texas Instruments back in the 80s, selling electronic components. And then from there I went and I, the job, there was a job opening at the Sharper Image Catalog for an electronics buyer. And I managed to get that job, which was a, really a lot of fun, buying, sourcing products for the Sharper Image Catalog and explaining to the art people how it worked and why people would buy it and all that. And then they, they promoted me over to the art department because I was good at writing the advertising copy to explain the product. And, and the Sharper Image is one of these guy gadget catalogs that's got you know, a picture and then 50 words of copy or so that explain it. And people just call the 800 number and just buy the stuff all day long. It's crazy. Anyway, so I did that for a while, wrote copy. But along the way writing copy, I found, a, found out about a, a word processor that was really interesting. It was in Silicon Valley. And so I, started, I figured I'd make more money selling word processors because this one was really, really kind of a cool one made by CPT out of Minneapolis. But long story short, PCs came along, Macs came along, word processors turned into dinosaurs and went away. And there I was in Silicon Valley thinking, okay, how could I take what I've learned from selling electronics to working in a catalog company and selling word processors to really making better marketing and sales materials for high-tech companies in Silicon Valley? So I made a, a color catalog for a friend of mine selling electronic parts. I helped with, well, business cards, brochures, data sheets, all kinds of stuff. Then one day, a friend of mine called me up and said, hey, I've got a, I've got a deal going with Apple. Apple wants to buy my engineering software. They weren't buying his company. They just wanted to buy his product. However, at the same time, the Small Business Administration, the SBA, had done a study of businesses that failed. And they found that, you know, that you've, hear, you've always heard, or 
probably have heard that you know four out of five businesses fail in the first five years and all that. Anyway, that nasty statistic. But nevertheless, they found that they studied those and they found that 65% of them had no business plan. So Apple wanted to see his business plan, be sure that he would stay in business to develop the product, support the product, and continue working on it, and they'd have something they could keep using. So long story short, you know, I put it together. I knew nothing about business plans, but I read up on it really quick. I thought of it like an elaborate brochure. I put it together in kind of a form of a catalog with an index. You could just go right through it and find the parts you want to look at because, you know, we knew we were selling the same kind of product, the same product to different people at different levels and different places within Apple's organization. It's kind of like selling word processors. You've got to sell the user, the user's manager, the CFO, maybe the CEO if you get in front of them, all different facets of the same product. They're interested in different things. Anyway, we needed to cover all our bases in the business plan. And long story short, we got the deal. So yay. Now, over the next year, you know, people were coming to me with their business ideas and their plans. They weren't getting funded. They were having trouble with marketing and you know, making them really investor ready. And I would look at them and go through them. And I, you know, I really can see why people don't like reading business plans. I think most of them, the, the mentality going into them, unfortunately, is a lot like you know, a student BSing their way through a paper thinking that, you know, I'll just get through this thing and you know, the TAs who's going to read it's on their, in a hurry to go meet friends for a beer and they'll give them an A and live happily well, it's, ever it's, after. Burke, it's, it's that, but it's, it's also that we've never, you don't get the chance to do it, right? So, how often do you, how you often would you, you ever write a business plan? you're going to write a business plan and you don't know what you're doing. You're coming at it new. Yeah, you are throwing spaghetti against the wall at that point. Yeah, and, you know, and investors have been looking at these things forever and they're looking, they want to know all, everything about the business. Fundamentally, they want to know why your product, why now? And of course, why from you? Because the reason they don't sign NDAs is because, or non-disclosure agreements is because, you know, let's say you come in the door with a car company. You've got your team, you've got a car company idea or a drone company idea. These are all the grades these days. And they see these four or five of these deals a week. And they can't sign an NDA because they just, they, they don't know which one they're gonna go with. What they're betting on is the jockey. They're betting on you. They're, they'd rather invest in an A team with a B product than a B team with an A product. So whoever really comes in with their act together the best is likely the one who's going to get funded. And so to come in, you can't, that's why I say you're BSing your way through this thing. You are not. You need to have the information these guys are looking for. And they don't want it to be a, you know, well, oh, you didn't understand it. Well, come back and tell me more next week. Come back and tell me more next month. Keep coming back, coming back and convincing. They really, they hate that. You know, you got to come in, you have got to have it right as much as possible the first time. And because you're really showing you've got your act together, and that's really where the business plan comes in. And so I was helping people with these plans. Isn't it a little bit like being on the the show The Apprentice, where you get that one three-minute segment to present yourself, present your your plan, present what you're doing, your idea, and that's it. You don't get to come back next week and try again and try again and try again, right? Well, even, yeah, you don't get to try again and try again and try again. It's like the shark tank also. You've got got this whole thing. The shark's right in front of you. You need to have your act completely together. Now, that's reality TV. They aren't going to pick five people to come on the show who all have their act together. It would not be interesting because you'd see, oh, everybody wants to invest in these cool products. Well, that could be interesting at one level, but you got to have a certain bunch of buffoons and people who aren't ready at all just to have that pucker factor or whatever is like, oh, look at that guy. Ah, you know, kind of. I think of John Madden watching a football play. Oh, he gets hit, you know. <laughs> and so <laughs> it just Early. makes it more interesting. Yeah. But, you know, and I cringe. I watch this show and I go, oh, God, you know. They ask such predictable questions for the most part. But if you really thought about your business, thought it through from your vision and your mission, which is one place to start, to how this is going to make money, why people are going to buy it, who's going to buy it, how many of them are there, 
all that kind of stuff because this you're, you're telling a story to the investors and it needs to have a kind of a, have a beginning a middle and an end with an arc that's gonna make this thing make sense and ultimately you tell the story in a, in a pitch with your pitch deck but that's narrowed down from your business plan and believe me these guys they make it be enamored right off the bat like you like your deal you know and but they're going to want to read your, your whole business plan because they want to know what you know. If they're interested in investing you, throwing anywhere from 50000 to 500000 to $5 million to $50 million, pick a number. And if it's a venture capital firm, it's going to be you know well north of $5 million probably because they don't want to invest. It takes a lot to do the due diligence. It's got to be a deal worth doing. Or if they give you enough money, you can take this and turn it into some kind of multi-billion dollar unicorn. That's what they're really looking for. And so anyway, what I saw over, the, over that year was really helping people take their business plan and really make it have the data, the numbers, the pictures, the stuff it needed to have in it to make this thing make sense and make it make sense immediately. And so whether it was the numbers, whether it was the pitch deck, whether it was the plan itself, it was really the, the whole package. And about a year into this, I'm telling you, if I saw one more lousy business plan, I was going to scream. I thought, what? I'm standing in the shower thinking, why don't I just take all this content I've developed for these with these people, you know, redact, of course, the proprietary stuff, but you know, make a template out of it that more people could use. I couldn't help enough people writing a business plan for them one at a time. And there's companies that do that, but that's expensive. It takes a lot of work. And if you're going to be on the Shark Tank, it, likewise, you're pitching investors anywhere. It's a lot like the Shark Tank. You're going to need to have your act together. And so I saw a lot of really great ideas. And that's really the, the premise behind my businesses. You know, there's all these really great ideas. How can I help these people with a good business plan get the funding they need so they can go ahead and have a plan they can follow and really build a successful business around it? Because who knows? They might invent a surgical tool that you and I might need. They might invent something. There's all kinds of stuff people are inventing these days. Electric bikes. The holy grail, the, the gold rush these days is batteries, solar panels, anything for green energy. That's you know, Inventors and entrepreneurs are working on these things all over the world. Well, I want to help all these people build successful businesses around these creations so they can continue to do it and build a company make a living and not have it be a side you know side hustle while they're doing something else they can make that their their main their mainstay living well i think and you know a lot of them end up with uh, you know follow your passion do your passion do your passion they get into it and they get into the business and instead of being a business owner they literally become the entrepreneur right entrepreneur uh, taken from the french verb entreprendre which means to undertake so entrepreneur in english actually translates to undertaker you know and we wear all <laughs> these different hats and we do all everything we undertake everything and then the you can't invest in someone like that because what if they get sick? What if they decide they don't want to do something? You know what I mean? It's like you can't do that. So the point I, w I really want you to focus on a little bit here is the team. Because you said, you know, if you have an A team and a B product, you're golden, right? The team is really what it's all about. Tell yeah, us a little bit more an about that. An A product, but, you know, I'm just saying for the distinction purposes. Yeah, yeah. That, would be, that would be fantastic. But, you know, how important is building that team? Well, it, it's, it's crucial. I mean, I remember going to a... a I was a judge for a business plan competition at the University of Texas at Austin a few years ago. And I was on, there was a panel of me and three venture capitalists, you know, reviewing these, you know, judging these teams. And there was one team that came on. It was, there's several facets of this I think find interesting, but, you know, they, they, these, there was a bunch of team, like a handful, it was like five white guys, young guys, fraternity guys. They had this cool app for a golf thing because they're all a bunch of golfers. They had their golf shirts on, you know. And this was about 2005, I think it was, somewhere around there. And first thing, one thing, they, they didn't have a CFO. They had a CEO, they had the marketing, the engineering, and the other guys. 
but they didn't have a chief financial officer. And one of the VCs said, well, what are you going to do about that? And a lot of these questions are, you know, we know the answers, but we want to hear what they think they're going to do about it because we want to get a sense of how sophisticated they are. And the, unfortunately, the CEO said, well, I'm going to do that myself. And it was kind of, I look over, these guys are like, there's kind of, you know, wrong answer, dude. <laughs> Absolutely you know? the wrong answer. But, you know, the entrepreneurial mindset, that is the answer, right? Don't worry, I'll take care of it. I'll do it. Whatever it is, I'll do it. I need yeah, to I mean, the floor, I'll do it. You know? One hand's great. I mean, if you're going to, yeah, yeah you'll, you'll work hard. I get it. You got to work ethic. You'll do this. That's really nice. Yeah. But the better answer would have been, we need a chief financial officer. In fact, if you guys, meaning VCs, have somebody in mind that would be a good CFO, that would be a good fit with us, I'm all ears. You know, oftentimes these, a lot of times, a lot of these investors, they spend a lot of their time recruiting. That's, they're almost recruiters because they've got these, they've got these portfolio companies, they put a lot of money in them, they're maybe missing somebody, and they're always meeting people, looking to meet people. So you always want to maintain your relationships with venture capitalists, you never know. They might hire you into a startup that they've funded, that could be a really good deal, good gig for you. You'll get stock and you know all that stuff at the end of the day. So, so what you're bringing up here is a whole different world, right? The entrepreneur doesn't think this way at all. So you have eyes on something that you know most of us will never, never get a chance to experience, which is really what got me excited about our conversation was you could see things from a very different perspective. You're up here looking down and we're over here looking, okay, what do we do next? What do we do next? What's our next project, right? And everybody's got something different. I mean, I think the, the VCs, if you talk to these guys, they've got a, they, they've seen a lot. They've seen, I'd say they've seen everything by now, you know, yet they got burned. They got burned by Theranos. You know, some of these, some of these deals really, you know, everybody gets so technical in these things, but some things you've got to look at the common sense, the face value of the common sense of it. Do you really think one drop of blood is going to give you enough of a blood assay to really tell you everything you need to know about this person? There isn't the technology that can read enough out of one drop of blood to get all that information. And you know, it sounded good. That, of course, that was the shtick, was to say, well, we got one, all it takes is one drop of blood and you get everything. You know, of course, now, now she's in jail, I guess. So that's not a good thing. Then there's Fire Island. Fire Island, we're going to have this five-star rock concert on a Bahama Island. You know, it's going to be the best thing ever. It's going to be so exciting. And Netflix did a, a, a you know, a video in that one. A desk, not, what do you call it? A, uh, documentary. A documentary. Yeah. That's what I was for, a documentary on it. That guy's in jail. I mean, you just look at it, just watching it go through. You just, you just cringe. Like, oh, my God, this is, this is going to be bad. This isn't going to work. <laughs> And then there's WeWork, which is a whole different kind of scenario, but you know, trying to take a real estate deal and, and pass it off as a high tech thing, which it really just wasn't. Anyway, so you know, so there's some, there are some things that, that get through the cracks, you know, but for the most part, these guys I think really know what they're looking at, and they're very sophisticated about it. You, you mean the entrepreneur like you and me, guys doing this for the first time, or just aren't. So how do we get you to some level of sophistication so you can at least present well? and show that you know you know this business. You don't need to know every business like a lot of the VCs do, but you need to know your business. You need to understand your customer. You need to be making the thing that they're gonna buy. Anyway, so that's kind of where I was. I was helping these people make business plans and thinking, how can I make a product these guys can do it themselves? Because not that it's easy, but if you had a good starting point, you had a good template to use. And that's where it started. That was way back in like 1988. And I took this template and I you know, bundled it up in a Word document, started running classified ads, and sold, started selling like crazy. 
and that evolved into our biz plan builder business planning template. I think you may have lost a lot of people when you started talking about word processing and uh, classified ads. So that's that's where right. I started my marketing career. Classified ads, where I started. You know? Well, you know, you look, you're putting ads in LinkedIn or yeah. ads in Facebook. Those are basically uh, online classified mm -hmm. ads. That's, that's really about what they are. They're, yep. they're super small. They'll catch your attention with the headline. Somebody clicks on it. You know, it's better than a classified because you, you get that it's all in the wrist action, the clicking on it, which is nice. But it's the same difference, though. You know, people were buying it, and then it, we added a spreadsheet to it, a pitch deck to it, and some extra documents and stuff like a like a letter to an advisor. You want to have an advisor, mm -hmm. you know, like this this team of, of of golf guys. Like I said, I'll go back to the white guy part, just because you know just, uh, diversity, inclusion, and all that is, is is become so important these days. I don't know why that's taken so long, but. I even commented to him. I said, "Look, you know, my only problem with you guys. First of all, you, you got to somebody here will recruit a CFO. You got to recruit a CFO. You can't just fill in for them. The is no joke. The CEO has got to spend 100% of their time raising capital and the rest of their time running the company. <laughs> so, how do how do you do the CFO part? Anyway, the other thing was, you know, there were there were they left out half the world. They didn't have any women on their team. So I, I called them out on that. Uh, Tiger Woods and and um, Chichi Rodriguez and some other guys are, you know, becoming big in the golf business. So where are the other people? Where where is anybody of any color or other other ethnicity in this team? They weren't there. So and then you know then looking at golfers just in general empirical observation, most of them have gray hair. Most of them are older older than 50, if not older than that. And so where are those guys? So at least they could have had an advisor, somebody on the board of directors, certainly somebody on the management team, but just. You want the perspective. You want the, you know, just there's a, there's different perspectives. That's what the diversity is about. It's not so diversity really what they look like so much, but is the diversity of what people are thinking, where they're coming from, what they're interested in, how they would want to do this. If they were the customer, what would they want? Kind of a thing. So really, so and I have a video in the Biz Plan Builder software in the management team section. Well, every section's got a video, but I talk about tell this story in that management team section because. I want people to really realize that diversity is a good thing and it's easy enough to do. And anyway, just that that's the that's the thing on that. So but yeah, this whole thing evolved. We added marketing builder to add to pick up with the business plan left off. We had a publicity builder to add press releases and a whole tutorial on how to do PR in there. And then we added employee handbook and it's now evolved into two hundred policies. You think oh. two hundred policies, are you out of your mind? Well, Pick a lawsuit. How many employees do you have times? And I think the Society of Human Resources Managers, SHRM, says the average employee lawsuit, if you're going to win it, figure about $250,000. Wow. Now, go explain to your investor why you now need to burn $250,000 of the money they invested because you did something stupid. Like, the biggest one is, and I say it sort of euphemistically, like, keep your hands off the help kind of a thing because that seems to be the one thing that just takes everybody down. Can you just like keep your hands off of people? You know, it's just, it's just common sense, it's people. Common simple. sense right? It, it, it is. And a lot of this is common sense. And so, but people get carried away with themselves. I'm running a company. I've got these people I can get. No, you know, anyway, so it's all about really treating your people like humans and with, with respect, I'd say the prime directive is respect at all levels, at all costs, at all whatever, you know, and having maintaining respect for people will save you an enormous amount of grief 
You're bringing up so many pieces here. I mean, we could do a podcast episode on every one of these these different things. You brought up something really critical, I think, uh, when we're talking about management team, is having management team that represents the audience that you're trying to sell to. Because it really is true. It's like the best marketers are their own customer, right? So I sell to the same people who are like me. It's very easy to sell because I know what I would buy. Right. It's right. easy to figure out. And when you don't have those kind of people on, on the, uh, the management team, you can re- easily bring the company in the wrong direction, not really the understanding that market. And the customers look at you and go, you know, you don't look like me. I don't, exactly. I, why would I buy from you? You don't look like a guy. I, you know, you're not my guy. You know? Well, you don't talk like me. Your ads don't resonate. The, the, the way you're promoting it, the positioning, all of that doesn't work, right? And you need somebody in that marketplace to really bring that perspective. Like you said, it's... Well, you know, I would write these letters, right? Write some copy as a so-called professional copywriter. And I'm thinking I'm the smartest guy in the room. You know, it's my company, blah, blah, blah. And I hand it to I had my team, half my team, I had 30 people, half my team were women and maybe a third, but you know, whatever. But I had a diverse team and I would hand this letter to different people. And they say, well, I see it like this. I'm thinking, what? So like, how's that? You know, but I realized, okay, that, that is how they saw it. And I, hmm, I didn't see it that way. Yep. And we could modify, like I would do a lot of collaborations and they end up with a nice letter or some nice copy that really made sense to everybody. And, you know, I thought, well, I thought, well, I gave it a good head start, you know, with, with the thing. Well, that's but the problem is we're all, done, we're all, was, yeah, we're all on the same up. side of the table. Then it becomes an echo chamber and it's like, here it is, it's the best we can do. And you put it out there and it falls flat because you don't at all have the other perspectives that, about, you know, what your audience is going to receive it as. Right. Yeah. So I just had that direct experience, fortunately, many, many years ago. So to say, I see, they go, well, yeah, why is, I was like, why is this such a big deal? This is common sense, but. You brought up uh, during our conversation, uh, the, there, there were some statistics that you shared about businesses with a business plan versus businesses without a business plan, how successful they are, how long they last. Mind sharing that if you remember? Well, I know, yeah, the SBA did that study that showed that of the businesses that failed, 65% of them didn't have a plan at all. So if I was a lender, I'd be demanding to see the business plan. I'd probably want to give it some kind of read, not just, oh, thanks, check the box, you gave us a plan. If you go south, well, I can say, well, they gave us a business plan. No, you need to really you know, understand, at least read the executive summary so you know that these guys are where they're going with this thing, I would think. Anyway, um, yeah, I read somewhere, I think Harvard somewhere did some study that said if you had a business plan, you were 16% more likely to get funded. I think that number is horrifically low. You know, do you look at the number of uses for a business plan? I mean, you know, here I am, look, I, I'm in the business plan business now, but as you as you just heard, I didn't start out gunning for, I'm going to go in the business plan business. How can I do that? <laughs> Believe me, I hated them, just like most people hate them, because they were written by people BSing their way through a college paper. And so I had to correct that and, and give them a template they could use. It really gave them the information, gave them the, the inspiration to include the information that investors do want to see. They want to see who's on your management team. How old are they? How much stock do they have? They want to see that stuff. I know it's impolite to ask somebody how old they are, but you know what? They want to know really how much how much maturity to expect from you. I think in, in when, they, when they look at these management team sections, and they want to know really you know who the customers are and how many customers are there. How big can this this company be? How big can it get? So I don't really have any other statistics to share on that, but it's like. I just I just see that you know 
there's this information that investors want to have because they're comparing you with other deals. They've got your deal, which could be great, and they've got 50 other deals they're looking at thinking, okay, I can't do all these. What, what is it that makes sense to me here? Which, which one do I, am I they're, they're betting on you. They're, you have to be a good bet. You cannot convince anybody that you're a sure thing. You're just not. You well, it's, it's a roadmap, you right? You play badly. So you look at it and you say, it's a roadmap. It's like, where are these guys going? You know, it's like if you show you the, it's, you know, you, if you're a pilot, you have to file a flight plan. Where, where are you flying to? You know, we got to know if the plane goes down, where are we going to look? You know what I mean? And oh, yeah, it's a little right, bit like exactly. that for a business. You got it's You're really the roadmap of what you're going to do. What are you planning? What are your visions? Where's your market? Right. How are you going to yeah, market it, this it, thing? It, How are you going to promote it? it? It reveals your thinking. It yeah. really shows them that you've thought this through. You've thought about all the details. There was a story of some company in Silicon Valley many years ago where there was a, I think it was a telecom of some kind, but everything was great except they had some hiccup in connecting the wire to the last hundred feet to the house. I don't know how one can get that far and, and fall apart right there, but somehow they, <laughs> they didn't have it figured out to that last little bit. And so a chain is as strong as its weakest link. And so you've got to have your act together for the whole, the whole thing has got to hang together. This is what the investors are looking for. They, they, and they're at least in their common sense too. Like if you get this far, what happens here? Like you said earlier, what happens if the CEO gets, I'll say hit by a bus? You know, you want to have that thought through. I mean, it, it, the answer is simple. It's two part, two part answer. One, well, I got a team. So, you know, everybody here can pick up the slack. You know, we'll find a new CEO or whatever ever management team person. And two, you have key person insurance, which is pays enough either to pay back the investors their money or pay enough for an recruiter, a recruiter to find you a new person or something like that. And so it doesn't cause a hiccup and take the company down. And a lot of that came, there was Eagle Computer many, many, many years ago where you know this, they went public. It was really arguably one of the better PCs in the day. CEO, the company went public. CEO went and bought the obligatory Ferrari, celebrating with champagne. Guess what? Wraps the tree around a wraps the car around a tree, kills himself. Where did Eagle Computer go? It just vanished really after that because the, the, really the driving force, the spirit behind the company was gone. Yeah. And so investors learned that mm, we need to be sure that doesn't happen again because it could. Well, that so, was the the thing when Steve Jobs passed away too. Everyone was asking that about Apple. It's like, well, he was the visionary behind that company. Will it survive force. after he, he was? He was the spiritual spiritual leader, but yeah, driver behind that. Absolutely. Thing. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so that's that's crucial stuff. And if you don't think that through, it just sort of tells you, or not sort of, it tells the investors that you really aren't really a mature enough business person for them to bet that kind of money on. Because if they're going to bet, you know, they've got a portfolio. They're going to bet on every single company that that company is going to return the entire portfolio. Because you've heard it said that you know if they've they'll, maybe one out of ten is the winner, but that one has got to cover the other nine. Right. And I don't know what the exact numbers they use these days, but that's pretty close, and that's at least the, the thinking behind it and what you should expect. Well, they, they tell us the same thing with crypto, so, you know, it must still be true. <laughs> Let's talk about the, the product that you're offering. You have a software product, Business Power Tools. Let's talk a little bit about what that is, and let's get into some of the pieces uh, that make sense for business owners. And number two would be, you know, who is this best designed for? Well, I think it's really best designed for the business owner or the CEO because it's really that that thought management stuff. Well, you're so busy building your product and selling and marketing it, you know, what are you doing about actually building the company? Because the company is a product too. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, you're going to sell the company. Or you're going to somehow it's going to be. If there's some succession from. There's a lot of consultants I talked to lately who are talking about who are into succession planning. How do you hand off this company to your kids, or sell it to somebody? 
or get a private equity firm to be interested in or sell it to a company, they want to know a lot about this business. And so you want, you've got to have your act together, meaning a business plan which shows the upside of this business. You want to know, you want to be able to look at these investors in the eye and know exactly how you're going to make the money. You know, they're going to make a lot of money with you, but you've got to show how you're going to make them the money, how you're going to make, you want to know how you're going to make money. And you want to put it together so you really understand how much money it's really going to take to do this thing. When the cash comes, when the cash really comes back from it, when it becomes profitable, all that stuff. And so uh, there's that, you're right, it is a whole roadmap. And, but we added, you know, by adding the employee handbook and the OSHA safety plan, all these other things, there's all these other elements that go into building a successful company. Okay, before you go there, let's just, just give an overview of what it is, and then you can go into the little pieces so we're, okay. we're clear on where we are. Well, so, okay, so, I, I, so I, we created all these other software apps, and they were all in boxes, and we sold these about 10 boxes of products in stores. There were 3,500 stores back when there was Egghead, and there was CompUSA, and Circuit City, all these companies that you maybe have heard of, but they're not there anymore. I used to love and those companies. All boxes. <laughs> and, so, and they did really well. And yeah. The whole time I had this dream of what if we could put together one interface, one menu, one platform where you could just click on stuff and pop the different things would pop out of it, the business plan would be here, the employee handbook would be here, and they would share certain data between them because why should you have to type your name and company name and information over and over and over again when the system would just grab it out of a database and populate it for you automatically? How can we make all of these processes as easy and simple as possible, yet give you the best possible result that'll hold up in court, hold up in front of investors, make sense to people, all that kind of stuff. And so that, was, was, so that became the platform Business Power Tools where it's, you know, we've got the business plan on one panel, all the HR stuff on one panel, the operational stuff with safety plans and that kind of stuff on one panel. There's a legal panel with all your, with legal agreements on it. And of course there's different spreadsheets throughout that just help you do the math. It's all this kind of, some of it's back of the envelope math, some of it's much more complicated than that. Like your, your overall business model is gonna be more complicated. Like right now, you know, if we're looking at an economic situation in the world, you wanna get your business plan out, the financial model we have especially, and you can figure out if I add people here, if I take people away here, what, how does that affect my bottom line? How does it affect my valuation? If I cut back on marketing here, which you probably don't want to do, how does that affect my value? What does that do for my profitability? What, is that, what effect does it have? So it's got a lot of places you can, you can play what if with. And that's important stuff. And we also have a, a pitch deck that you can modify. We keep it all in the same platform because that way you can invite investors in to look at it. You give them read-only access. It's like a, 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 a secure data room in a way where you've got all the stuff there they can see. And that way, they're always looking at the newest thing. They're not looking at the thing, the book that you printed for them last month. And I don't think people print business plans anymore anyway, but nevertheless, uh, you can. Um, so, but you have all these things in place. You wanna have all this stuff in place because like I say, you can't afford an employee lawsuit. You can't afford an OSHA fine. You can't afford somebody getting injured because that's a lawsuit and a fine and more problems and just altogether bad. So you don't want to have that. You want to have some good, I, I think of plain English legal agreements. I remember selling word processors and losing several deals because the legalese and like 10 point type of the back of the purchase contract was something that the buyers would say, well, I, gotta, I can't sign this. I need my legal department to review this first. You know, when you're a salesperson, you're trying to sell something. The last thing you want is a contract that your, your buyer just can't read. Read the plain English part of it and just say, okay, I can agree to this. It's no, you know, it makes sense. 
And so we have all our agreements are made to be as plain English as possible. So that's in there. So it's all really stacked in favor of the business owner, the CEO, the management team to really understand how to handle all these processes and put these, these building blocks, if you will, this structure in place around building a company because oftentimes you get down the road with all the excitement, the engineering, you're selling the product and you've completely neg neglected your company culture and you wonder why people are burning out and quitting. And so there's that piece that, that's in there too. So it really all is about how to have a, an efficiently run company where you think it through and you invite collaboration. You want people to collaborate on the plan. If you do it all yourself and tell them how to do it the top down, they're gonna think, well, you know, uh, I disagree with you. I didn't get to contribute to this thing at all. I got some ideas here. You know, I'm talking about everybody. I'm right down. I remember talking to my shipping guy one day about stuff, and he's like, "We could do this. We could do that." With I'm thinking, "Whoa, who are you, dude? You know, you're the shipping guy." But hey, <laughs> shipping guy had some ideas that were worth listening to and worth incorporating. And so I think people oftentimes overlook, you know, some of the people, the so-called lowest levels of your business. But the business plan. As long as you have people feel like they get their idea on, on the paper, in the document, it's in there. Now, it may not be the top priority, but at least they can see, okay, I can see that other things need to happen. Then my idea makes sense, which is fine. But, but they see that they've made a contribution. And when people make a contribution or part of the plan, they're going to support the plan. They're going to keep them around. Until you get buy-in, for sure. So uh, just, just to make it a little easier for people to understand, this is an all-in-one suite and you have one login, you log in there and you have different uh, modules within this, this system. And the yes. first one would be, hey, let's build your business plan. And what I really love, what Burke didn't mention, he kind of mentioned it, but really didn't really focus on it, but I want to put a, you know, underline this and put a highlighter on it. That's really important as you're going through the business plan, every section that you go through, there's how do you fill it out? What, what are they looking for here? And there are videos throughout that teach you what you need right. to do for each one of those sections. So you're not this lost is out there in the ethers and going, gee, I got a business plan. I got a word processor document I got to fill out. Here are your questions. Answer them. Good luck. Well, yeah, and let me say, but it's not Q&A. There's, there's really no questions in there. How do you do this? And they expect you to answer. I, I saw some template the other day. It said, describe your management team here, blank. You know, that's what you get from the SBA. Describe your management team here. Like, what, do you, what, do you, what, do you, what exactly do you say there? Now, if you saw mine, you'll see the example of it on our, on our website. But it's like, there's all this stuff in there, some instructions. There's a video of me saying, okay, look, this is what investors are looking for. You know, one to five minutes, just me talking about that. And I tell my little diversity story in the management team section. But it's got the text there. It's got, you know, the founder's name automatically fills in. And then, you know, it's like, a, it, like, a, it's like it was like it, the plan is written for you. But the parts where there would, might be a variable or fill in the blank, they're not blanks. There's multiple, kind of multiple choice ideas. Now, I have people that will edit it and change it because it's much easier to edit than it is to write from scratch. And so asking you a question where you don't have the answer to what does this answer even sound like? What does it look like? How does it, what is the answer? What am I kind of answer am I looking for here? And that's really what we provided throughout everything is what does the answer look like? An idea of what the answer looks like. You might look at it and go, well, you know, it says, you know, we, we at so-and-so company, we have, you know, 300 people who sell, I'm giving you a bad example you know, shoes to this, you go, oh, I get it. Hey, we also have 40 people who do this and that, and I got this. So it really inspires, it's, it triggers your thinking of what to say and inspires you to elaborate on what you're doing. And there's some places where we inspire you to do some research, you know, like, you know, well, where can I sell this product? We'll look for magazines, like we have an example where 
you know, it, the idea it's a, we're selling a boat anchor and it's for boats. And we've got you know all these market segments. So what are the market segments for boats? Well, sailboats, powerboats, fishing boats, you know, houseboats, ski boats, whatever. Those are your market segments. And then you know, how do you find how many people are? Well, look around on the online and say, well, where could I go and find how I could reach 300, 300 or reach sailboat owners? Well, something like Sailing Magazine has got a subscription base of 350,000. Okay, there you go. You get 350,000 to start with. It's a real number. You can actually get a hold of 350,000. Don't make the And that, that research uh, typically out. isn't very hard to do. It's just you got to take the time to do it. It's not. <clears throat> but we guide you in places. Put it here. Put it here. Explain that here. What magazines are you going to advertise in? What's magazines? What websites are you going to advertise on? What social media are you going to advertise? What's your budget for that? Why would you spend that much money there and not over here? Right. So that's the business plan module. The next module would be? Well, there's the marketing plan, which really elaborates on the marketing. What's the overall marketing launch budget with everything included? Mm-hmm. You know, and, you say, and what we do is we what we did back in the software days is you know you'd have a you have a street date. You say this is going to launch here. There's going to be a conference we're going to go introduce it at. It's six months in, down the road. We want to be at that conference. Uh, the magazines we're going to advertise and need to have that be their street date. Like you could have the conference in October, and but you're going to advertise in the you know the November issue of Fast Company. Well, okay, but that November issue is going to drop in October, like magazines often do. So you want to be in the October issue, in the November issue, because it's going to drop in October. So you think that stuff through, but everything is focused on. It all comes together. The PR is there, the ads are there, you know, the social media is there, the product is there, all the merch and stuff that goes with the the, uh, the tchotchkes that go with it, you know, the trade show booth if you're going to do that. All the stuff you need all and lands on that one day. So there's this long checklist budget for all these things, what needs to be done, who owns them. And that's your whole launch budget is baked into that. And again, again, you know, everything, the spreadsheets are all totally customized. We delete rows if you're not going to use them. You can add rows, whatever you want to do. And then there's, you know, there's the, the PR stuff. We've got press release templates. People often don't know how to write a press release and it's not that complicated, but there's an art art to it. I would say there's a trick to it as well, but you know, there's that. That's all in there, you know, so you've got all that marketing stuff. And then while you're at it, you know, you've got the employee handbook. If you're adding people, you want to get that culture thought about early on because you want to think about what are your, what are your, your uh, I was going to say your, your ideals and practices, your values and practices. How do, you, how do you treat people? How is this going to be in your company? And we give you about a dozen ideas for both your values and practices. And you, you can add more to it all you want. But it really is, it's, it's just, it's just how, you, how you're going to manage. And a lot of people just haven't thought this stuff through or have no idea. And here's well, a bunch again, of they're, ideas. they're running they're the business. Elaborate. Yeah, they're not going to be thinking about this unless they're forced to, you know, that put it on paper and really you know, think it through. <clears throat> so if I'm looking at this as a, a business owner and I say, okay, I need to get a business plan done. Ballpark, what do you think it would cost to hire a consultant to do it for me? We could look that up online. It's going to be five to ten thousand dollars or yeah, more. Easily, right? To do it to do it for you. And to do it you're for going to spend you. a lot of time explaining to them all the way along, anyway. So, but yeah. So you're you're basically doing it, and they're kind of guiding you along, which is what your system does, anyway. Well, yeah, they do it for you. Yeah, they're doing it all for you, but, yeah. but you give them inputs and stuff. But they'll do it. And I've seen some some really good ones, you know. But it's going to be expensive. Yeah. And then the, the marketing plan, another five grand at least to get the, get that. Same done. difference. You know, yeah, some marketing consultant. And oftentimes the marketing plan is is good for a company. Or like, let's say you're in marketing, and you want to explain to the management team. It could be for a big company or whatever. But 
you're putting together a marketing budget saying, hey, I need, I need this much money allocated to launch this product. And let's get everything on the list to be sure we don't miss something. It's come back six months mm -hmm. ago. Uh, we completely forgot about this thing here. You, know, you don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you, you've got all that. And, and then there's some spreadsheets to figure out, like, what, you know, what, what's our pricing? How, do, how does that pricing play out? If I, what if I put together a bundle and I offer this much of this unit and this much of that unit and this one of that one? And it comes together. We offer a discount. What's that do? What's it, it's you know X dollars off for the for the customer. You can exp, you can start how much profit is left in that for mm -hmm. us type of thing. You can put together some elaborate different bundle concepts just to, just to play with it you know and, and see that you know and what's my company worth? What's the lifetime value of a customer? And what a lot of people leave out of their lifetime value of a customer calculation is the probability of somebody referring you another customer. And what gets Very referred. True. Turns out, what gets referrals is not only a, you know a rocking product, but the way the company treats you if something happens or needs to fix something. And if you if your customer service is you know really 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 good, they're going to think, oh, I like these guys. I mean, stuff goes wrong, but they fix it and they're good. I trust you. And so that's a that's a line item on there that I think I've, I've never seen it added anywhere before. So the, we're looking at you know somewhere near twenty thousand. Do the business plan, the marketing plan. How about the employee handbook? Uh, probably, you know, I've heard numbers like $2,500, you know, to, to more, five, 2500 to 5000 This you could do yourself in less than a weekend. And there's not nearly as much creativity required for the right. employee handbook, just have some decisions to make, like, are we going to pay people every week, every other week, once, twice a month, whatever. There's those. But, you know, and, and there's, there's a whole bunch of, but you want to read it. You want to understand what it says, because it really is a management primer. It's really great for people who've not managed before. In fact, there's even a handbook that comes with it that's really the kind of the, you know, the uh, the handbook of of, of managing really, to, to elaborate on some things like how do you tell somebody who stinks to go home and take a shower? You have to be able to do that. And a lot of people well, I don't want to say those things. I don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah, but you got to you know you've got half a dozen people coming and say this guy doesn't the company. Need to you got to do something. Right? Yeah. You know, and, and who's going to tell them? They're not apparently not because yeah. it's on you. So. <laughs> That's one kind of uncomfortable example to discuss, but it's nevertheless. And so, how do you how do you handle office dating? How do you handle there's all the FMLA stuff, family leave stuff in there, the military leave, all those different things. People just want to how does this work? And if you want to have to explain it to every single person over and over again, well, then you don't have a manual. Have put this handbook in place, the manual in place, and they can just look it up. Yep, what's the deal? It's in plain English. So the last module in in the program is press release press publicity release. Yep. right yeah tell a us a little one. bit about that well there's about 22 different sample press releases in there where every time you've got to do something you've got an opportunity to tell the world look at us look at us we're we're doing stuff you want to find out about us so if we've hired a new person if we've got something to do we're we're donating shoes for this so-and-so hurricane disaster uh, if we've got a we're having a new we're having a baseball team come watch us play I mean all kinds of some silly things but we're having a pancake breakfast for the firemen in town. You know, companies sponsoring it. You want everybody to know you're there. Get your name out there. Get top of mind. That's what it's all about. And keep that. So there's a variety of ways to maintain your top of mind. And that's important stuff. So there's that. There's, uh, you know, and, and one of the other last product really that's, that's a big one is the OSHA safety plan. It's your injury and illness prevention plan. Uh, it's one of those things that if you have workers' comp insurance, you can get a, probably get a better deal on your workers' comp. Just be sure that your, your rep knows you've got this, a good plan in place. And it's, a, it's one of those things. Again, it's another one of those things that slips people's minds. They don't think about that. But, you know, 
uh, you got to have that. And plus, you can't afford an OSHA fund. You can't afford somebody getting hurt. Not just from the, you know, doing the right thing perspective. You know, you financially can't afford it either. In a lot of every every which way. So, it's so it's just so easy to prevent problems. And this is kind of one of my things where I go back to like, you know, what happened? It says on the About Us page, like what happened to the 200 mile per gallon carburetor? I mean, this was something I saw as a kid. You know, so this is way back when, obviously. But somebody invented a carburetor. This car got 200 miles per gallon. Where did it go? Why didn't that turn into a business? That's the part that's my overall kind of pet peeve, which fed into the business plan. Like, these are some great ideas. This needs to turn into a successful business. A lot of people are going to want to use this thing and love it and live, live better lives because of it. How do we help people who have these, especially technical people who invent something, how do we help them get in business and stay in business? I think that's the, the thing that always frustrated me is that these companies are- Yeah, we call business. these people masters, right? So they're masters at their craft, but they have no idea how to build a business around it. And like you say, the invention comes up and they don't know what to do with it and it's gone. You know, yeah, so how, do you turn that, how do you turn from... that in, how do you how do you protect it? I mean, you know, we don't do the, the patent stuff, but we do have some documents in there and we can refer you to patent trademark lawyers who can help you protect it. You need to protect it. So you need to protect yourself, protect your company, and it's just uh, just so much to do. You know, but while you want to work on I'd love to just work on the product and talk to customers and sell. But at the same time, if I got people who are doing all this stuff and the business plan, the other thing about it, like you recalled earlier, a roadmap. We've got everybody going in the same direction. Yes. And if everybody's contributed to this thing, added their little bit to it, you know, everybody's going to be excited. They're going to stay going in that direction. And then when you're distracted by a bright, shiny object, ooh, this this is really good. Well, let's do this thing. You think, well, wait a minute. Does it does it help the business? Remember, the, the British Olympic rowing team had a mantra. Does it make the boat go faster? You can have all kinds of crazy ideas. The question is, does it make the boat go faster? Yes or no? And so... Is this bright, shiny object make the business go forward? Does it make the business a better business? Yes or no? And so, you know, you can you can keep disciplined and stay with it because it's so easy to get distracted with different things that look interesting, especially entrepreneurs. They love, oh, I want to do that. I want to do this, that. Look at Elon Musk. You know, I'm building electric cars. I'm shooting into space. And now I'm, now I'm doing, you know, social media. It's like, you know, I mean. Whatever he wants to do, right? He's able to do it. Yeah. He's a special being in a, in a, in a, with special circumstances, so I'll give him that. But I mean, most of us, you really got to stay focused on something and, and, and get that right. And really, so let's, really let's talk about this system because people maybe want to take a look at it and uh, get into it. And, and, you know, how much does it cost and, you know, that kind of thing. Let's give them the, the breakdown. Well, this, the starting number, hopefully it's fairly painless, it's $27 a month. Oh, wow, really? And so that's 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 the business plan. That's the business okay. plan bit. So to get that going, we want to help you get off the ground. So that have the price not be a, a, a any kind of, you know, have it be inspiring at least, like I can do this. And then we do a kind of a silly thing. I just wanted to have people add more people to it. So I said, okay, add as many people as you want for a dollar a month each. Because that way, you know, that way you can include your people in the business plan. And in fact, you can even say, that person can have editing capability. They can write in it or not. They can, they can say, I'm going to give you access, but you can only read it, which in a way is good. You really want your people to read the business plan. I think everybody in the business needs to know what's going on. Everybody really could, could would, should be a, the salesperson for the business. Yeah. You never know when you're sitting next to somebody, you want to tell them about the business and the fact that you're informed because you, and you work there and you're informed about the big picture. That's good stuff. You never know. So, there, so there's that. So, uh, 
yeah, having everybody informed. Well, I'm going to say something else about that. But for 27 bucks a month and a dollar a piece extra, yay. Now you add the marketing bit, that's $37 a month. And then you add the HR stuff, which is going to include the employee handbook, 700 job descriptions, by the way, which is another one of those things that most job descriptions are abysmal. And then there's the safety plan and a security plan. So you've got that stuff in there, the operational part of the business. That's $47 a month because there's more updating to do on our part. But then it saves you from updating. So there's that. We added the whole COVID thing in there to explain you know, the whole travel, dealing with it, cleaning up, all that stuff. And so, so that part's there. And then we have a page on our website that kind of gives you links to, here's the latest stuff we're hearing from the CDC and stuff on COVID. You have that to click on and become aware of. So there's that. So, you know, you can't run afoul of, of these things because then it's just expensive, time consuming, wasting time, and you know, it's now the, the pricing is amazing, and, and the fact that you're keeping everything up to date too, and, and you know, this, the company doesn't have to. You want to run your business, you want to build your business, you want to be yeah. creating, you want to be building, you want to be marketing, you want to be selling, you want to be managing, you want to do all of that. You don't have to be worried about these other things, and having somebody like you on the team with your system, just he, keeping track of everything, is so helpful. What I also need to mention is, and all three of them for 97 a month. <laughs> so you get you get access to the entire dashboard, every, and there's a CRM system baked into it. So I'm not trying to compete with like Salesforce or something like that, but you know you might want to have your own CRM system where you've got you've got uh, your VIP customers in it, or certain or your vendors in it, or a certain group of people that you're in, just you're keeping notes on them. You've got there's events timed in there. There's to dos. You can assign to do things to other people. And so there's all this other kind of stuff. And then there's our blog posts that come out of it that explain each area. Like under the business plan, there's all these different ideas. Like I explained the whole Goldilocks thing between, you know, the missionary and the mercenary bit. And then there's different, different, just different things you just need, you'd never think of because you've only done this once in your life. And you just have got it. You've got to get it right the well, first yeah, time. Yeah, you need to have somebody on your team who knows what they're doing to do that. And and this is an easy way to do it, if, especially if you're a solopreneur or just looking. You got a great idea. You got a great product. You got a you know, market that's hungry for it. And now you just need the funding. Well, you need to get that business plan. And have somebody like you, who has all this experience and has been doing this for so many years, is fantastic. And I put the link up there: link media slash power tools. Um, that's uh, that's an affiliate link that they can go to and they can go check out your software. Is there a trial on a free trial that you have, or is yeah, it we just do, we, give, we give you a two week free trial to go fourteen day free lot, trial? Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then and it saves all your work, so it's not like you're you do it and then you go away and come back. No, we save your work. We just found it was just easier easier and cheaper just to keep everything than than, to, than delete it because somebody leaves. But that's in there, and yeah, so. And then, you know, so there's that. I was going to say something else about the whole thing that, uh, well, you can see it. You'll see it on the link. Yeah, I think, I think that right now the best thing for someone who's interested in this is to go have a look. I mean, you get a 14-day free trial in there. That's fantastic. Go kick the tires of it. See if it's something that would help you out. I believe it will. I've had a look, and I've seen the inside. And I was very impressed. And also getting to meet Burke, uh, who's the CEO behind all of this. Uh, you know, his wealth of experience has really made me uh, you know, a believer that this is something that is going to be very valuable for a lot of businesses. You might think, well, I'm just a small guy. I'm just on my own. But, you know, what if you want to take it bigger? What if you want to borrow money from a relative? You're not even a venture capitalist. You just want to borrow money from a relative. Wouldn't it be great to show them a business plan to say, here's what I intend to do? Well, think about it. if you're going to invest in one of your, one of your friends comes to you and says, hey, would you can you can you give me a thousand bucks? I got this great business idea. Give me ten thousand dollars or something. You know, what would you want to know? 
you know, and you might think this is a great idea, but hold on, dude, I need you to think this through a little bit. Let's let's, let's ask some questions here, and, and you should. And I was going to say one other thing interesting too is that you can, you know, I really, I, you know, for the most part, bootstrap this thing because, you know, a lot of people can bootstrap their business. In fact, I, we have a story of a of a customer who used the business plan and. He was going to go raise some money. He wanted. He thought he was going to borrow money or get it from an investor to buy a couple of Learjets to start a jet charter service. And you know, investors really don't invest in those kind of things. That's not. There's not the big return on that. Right. You know, because he had a good business idea and his plan was good. Instead, what he did, he found a guy who owned two jets, showed the plan to him, and said, you know, here's my program. I'll if you let me manage your jets, I will fly them, take care of them, all that stuff for you. Here's my plan. Well. My guy got two Learjets for zero. And how do you do that? I mean, come on. You, this, and that applies to equipment. It applies to materials. It could apply to warehouse or office space. You show them right now, if they're just sitting around, it's not doing anything for them. They, they might as well put it in your hands because you're going to do something with it, pay them rent or whatever. To, and, and so my guy's managing these two jets. That was, I don't know how many years ago that is now, but now he's got this whole company up in, in Oakland a- Airport and he's got access to I don't know, an unlimited number of airplanes because he can take that same idea and roll it over to everybody with an airplane and say, hey, I can use yours and yours and yours, and, and I'll fly you guys around in it when you need it and whatever else, you know, and manage these planes. And he's got a, he's got a whole fleet of jets that he didn't have to buy. You know, that's the thing. The other guys are making the payments on them. Burke, you and could keep so, us entertained for hours. I know we just have so many stories to share. It's fantastic. I really appreciate it. Um, go check it out, link2.media slash power tools. I think you're really going to like what you see there. And 14 uh, day free trial, take advantage of that. And, Burke, thank you so much for being part of our show today. Thanks, Robert. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you guys for listening, too. We'll be back here again next week, same time, same channel. Thanks for watching. Thanks.